I, I, I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> what time it is when you hear that siren it's time for Frank's power play take it away Frank alrighty and this is the free agency recap edition since July 1st was free agent frenzy day we're gonna hit on on some of these signings of note like first off the trial Maple Leafs signed Jason Spezza to a one year $700,000 deal this is kind of a veteran's minimum deal. I think Spets is going to offer some leadership there, playing a bombs, playing a fourth-line center role. Calgary Flames end up signing Cam Talbot in goal. One year, $2.75 million. And he may end up being a backup to David Riddich. More on Riddich in a moment. Ron Hainsey signs with the Ottawa Senators for one year at $3.5 million. Tyler Myers was one of the first big fish to sign somewhere. He signed in Vancouver at five years, $30 million. I'll give thoughts on some of these signs later. Corey Perry, who was bought out by the Anaheim Ducks, he ends up signing in Dallas for one year, $1.5 million. I think that's a good low-risk deal for him. Give him a chance to get back on track, change of scenery. Matt Duchesne ends up leaving the Columbus Blue Jackets. He signs with the Nashville Predators, seven years, $56 million. I think Duchesne will be very happy in Nashville as he is a big country music fan. Joe Pavelski ends up also going to Dallas, three years, $21 million. Jim Nill really making some moves. Sergei Bobrovsky, the top goalie on the market. He goes to take his talents to South Beach with the Florida Panthers. Seven years, $70 million. Another goaltender, Mike Smith, signs in Edmonton. One year, $2 million. I'll get to Edmonton later. Andre Shekera was bought out by the Oilers. He signs in Dallas. One year, $1.5 million. There's Anton Strawman, defenseman who was with the Lightning. He also heads to South Beach. Three years, $16.5 million. And as for Steve Eiserman, his first move in free agency was signing defenseman Patrick Nemeth, who had played with the Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche. Two years, $6 million. Personally, I think it's a good, it's a solid move by Eiserman. And Nemeth is pretty much an upgrade over a majority of the defense that they have. Uh, and also with the fact that they had signed... Oliver Chasky out of Finland to a one-year deal. There's pretty much no room at the end for Nick Cronwall to come back. So, saw move on Eisenman's part. And the big fish of free agency was Artemi Panarin, who left the Blue Jackets. He takes his talents to the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. He's with the New York Rangers. Seven years, $81.5 million dollars. He is now the highest-paid player in the NHL, not named Connor McDavid. So, 
Rangers are definitely wanting to not screw around and get back to being relevant again. Brandon Tanev signs with David's Pittsburgh Penguins. Jonas Donskoy signs with the Colorado Avalanche after some time in San Jose. Four years, $15.6 million. Matt Zuccarello re- ends up signing with the Minnesota Wild. Five years, $30 million. There's Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, who played at that school down south. He goes to Buffalo. He shuffles off to Buffalo for one year, 700000 Another move by the Red Wings. They bring back Valtteri Filpola, who was with the organization from 2005 until 2013. Heisman signs him two years, $3 million. I'll have thoughts on that in a moment. Gus Nyquist signs with the Columbus Blue Jackets after they lose out on Duchesne, Panarin, and Bobrovsky. Four years, $22 million. There's and a few more. Brett Connolly, who had been a nice player with the Washington Capitals. Four years, $13 million from the Florida Panthers. There's Pierre-Edouard Belmare, who had been a key player with the Vegas Golden Knights. He got two years, $3.6 million from the Colorado Avalanche. And Wayne Simmons, who had ended up getting traded to Nashville from Philadelphia. The New Jersey Devils signed him for one year at $5 million. There's and the Red Wings also end up signing goaltender Calvin Pickard to a two-year, $1.5 million. He's probably going to end up starting in the season in Grand Rapids. There's it also, David Spenglin's re-signed, ends up signing defenseman David Warsawski, who had a stint there, and forward Andrew Agazzino. Well, Anders Lee re-signs with the New York Islanders. There was talk that he was going to leave, but when they missed out on getting Artemi Panarin, they re-upped with him seven years, $49 million. They also signed goaltender Semyon Varlamov, four years, $20 million. Derek, your Blackhawks signed goaltender Robin Leonard for one year at $5 million. And a few other signings of note from these last few days. Ben Chiara, the defenseman, signs with the Montreal Canadiens. Three years, $10.5 million. There's... And Nikita Zadorov re-signs with the Colorado Avalanche for one year at $3.2 million. I'll hit on the trades. There were quite a few of them that went down since the last time Derek and I talked. And we'll hit on one of them of note that involves David's Pittsburgh Penguins as they send Phil Kessel, defenseman Dane Burks, and a 2021 fourth-round pick to the Arizona from the Coyotes and get Alex Galchenyuk and defenseman Pierre-Olivier Joseph in return. There are a few other trades. No, Derek, your Blackhawks reacquired Andrew Schaaf and the Montreal Canadiens for a second rounder and a seventh rounder in 2020 and a third rounder in 2021. The Maple Leafs end up sending defenseman Nikita Zaitsev and forward Connor Brown and forward Michael Carcone to the Ottawa Senators for Cody Cece, a defenseman, Ben Harper, a defenseman, Aaron Luchuk, a, def- a forward, and a 2023rd-round pick. Heck, but Lou, excuse me, uh, Kyle Dubas was not done yet as he sent forward Nelson Kadri, Callie Rosen, a 2023rd-round pick to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Tyson Berry, Alex, a defenseman, Alex Kerfoot, a forward, and a 2026th round pick. 
those are the trades that went down. I'll give my thoughts on Maha, what Steve Osman did with the Red Wings, but I'd like to shift the attention to David. I want your thoughts on what Jim Rutherford has done, trading Phil Kessel, and also the kind of the big chunk of change that he ended up giving uh, Brandon Tanev, who has not really produced a ton in terms of a scoring standpoint, as I believe... If I can find it again, ended up getting a grand total of, if I can find it, uh, it's in here someplace. I know it was a, it was a ton of, he got paid like five, got six years, $21 million. So, David, the floor is yours. Yeah, I think from the Phil Tesson perspective, I've seen a lot of people who are more frustrated and angered by the fact that we traded away a fan favorite someone who's been with the organization for a while, had been a productive member of the organization, and kind of grown to become kind of a lot of people's favorite players. And so I think kind of on the surface, you always kind of see a recognizable name that's traded away for someone that's younger and kind of it's like, oh my gosh, you can't trade away with the company. What is brother for doing? So I think for me, okay, kind of, kind of similar to our conversation about baseball. At some point, you have to Trading some of your older players, get younger, understanding you know, trading away draft picks, which can you know backfire depending on you know if Arizona drafts well. But it's about kind of refreshing up the lineup. Okay, you can kind of took a step back over the last season, season and a half, maybe two seasons. Okay, so how can we get back to this point? Okay, we got swept out in the playoffs by the Islanders. Okay, how can we? move forward, what, what are the moves that we can do as an organization to kind of get back to that place where we were at the top of the mountain not too long ago. And so I understand the frustrations from the fan perspective of kind of a local favorite, but at the same time, it's a business and it's not personal. And I think Rutherford understands that, hey, I understand you know, a lot of people are going to be hurt by the personal connections that they feel, but at the end of the day, if we can do something different to kind of shake things up a little bit to get back to that top of the mountain, then, you know, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Kessel was a necessary trade, and I think Galchenyuk is a younger player. He was decent in Montreal. He played pretty well in Arizona as well. But I think Kessel wins in this deal because he's reunited with Rick Tockett, who is the coach in Arizona, and he was an assistant under Mike Sullivan when I believe they won their last two cups. So, and of course, what are your thoughts on Brandon, Brandon Tanev, who's a bottom six forward and paying a, giving him a lot of term? Thinking uh, it's one of those kind of high risk, high reward kind of gambles. A lot of people are going to say, well, you know, you could have utilized that money to either get someone with more productivity or someone that's younger. Okay, you want to try to get someone, bring someone up that's already playing within your system and kind of fund them to a long-term extension. But at the same time, you know, and we'll talk, talk about this where we sit on NBA free agency, you know, get money, don't make money. Like, you have to make some moves that are questionable at the time, and if they work out, then everyone's going to be like, oh, that was a smart decision, and, you know, kind of that revisionist history. And, oh, I knew that would be a smart decision. I knew what Rutherford was doing. 
but in the moment, kind of we look at the statistics and the metrics and the analytics of it and kind of question it. But if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, then, you know, we'll kind of recoup whatever we can from the losses. Maybe we can use some as trade bait in the future to get younger prospects into the farm system. All righty. So, I mean, I'm going to get to my team, Detroit Red Wings, and what Steve Eiserman did. And it seemed like there was a couple of camps when it came to Eiserman signing. As I mentioned, he signed defenseman Patrick Nemeth for two years at $6 million. Signed Valtteri Filipov for two years, $6 million. And goaltender Calvin Pickard at two years and $1.5 million. Now, with the Philpola the signing, I think people were like, either, okay, Steve can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, we'll roll with it. And then there were those that were saying, that, oh, my God, this is Ken Holland 2.0. Now, here's where I'll ask the latter of you to pump the brakes. If this was Ken Holland, I can guarantee that he would have handed Philpola a contract of at least five years and an annual average of four and a half million per year and just clogged up the roster and blocked younger players again. But that didn't happen. Dobla, need I remind you, was actually signed by Iserman after the Red Wings said they were going to go a different direction inside Stephen Weiss. And yeah, that turned out to be a disaster. Delpola actually produced in Tampa Bay. And, of course, I believe it was 2017 he got traded away as far as things weren't going so well down in Tampa and he was trying to get some more assets in. So he got traded, went to Philadelphia, was decent there, was decent last season with the New York Islanders. And I think this move will allow somebody like Andreas Athens to see you to move to a wing where you can be more effective. And as I talked with Taylor and Garrett on Wednesday night about this, it'll allow put somebody like Philippe Zadina on Philpola's wing. And after the season, you've got guys who can make plays. And again, the term, only two years and only $3 million and pretty much $3 million cap hit. That's not, not eating up a ton of space. So I think maybe next trade that not this next trade deadline, but the following one, huh, you can have the opportunity to flip him for assets. The same can be said for Patrick Nemeth, stay-at-home defenseman, which this was something that the team, the team needed. He didn't really pay a lot to him. I mean, he wasn't really spectacular. He was just a, de- a decent guy who was like a bottom middle pair defenseman in Colorado and in Dallas as well. And I think he's an upgrade over a lot of what you got right now. He's probably about the third best defenseman on the team. And as I mentioned, him coming in probably means that Nicholas Cromwell won't be have any room at the end, so he'll probably have to hang it up. Only time will tell. And for those of you who want to say Iserman was being Holland 2.0 with the Philadelphia signing, let me highlight his moves. I mentioned he signed the corpse of Mike Smith in that despite the fact that there were better options available and he ends up signing Marcus Granlund, 
Alex re-signed Alex Chiasada and Jujar Kaira, who are not very good. And he reclaims one of his pets from Detroit in Tomas Yurko, who really fell off the map after he ended up getting traded away. Never could recover. And a lot of the people and a lot of the reaction at Edmonton is not very good. But then again, they do have $12 million. They've got probably like $20 million committed to Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But truthfully, they did not do enough to help McDavid or Dreisaitl. And it looks like the Oilers are going to be back to being a lottery-bound team again, which that's a damn shame. A few other highlights of a busy week. I should mention that we did have an offer sheet. Two minutes in the power play. Mon- Two minutes. Okay. So I'll highlight that. Montreal Canadiens signed Sebastian Ajo to a five-year, $42.3 million offer sheet. Ajo was a restricted free agent. It was the Carolina Hurricanes. The Canes ended up matching it. So he'll stay in Carolina. And, of course, there are still some free agents available. Jake Gardner, a defenseman. Marcus Johansson, a forward, who was with Boston. A few other highlights. Uh, it's I mentioned the Colorado Avalanche has really gotten a lot better. Or they've got $27.2 million in cap space. No Albatross contracts. Colorado could really be back to being a legit contender. Toronto has gotten their way out of trouble by dumping some contracts and not being not signing a ton of term as they still have to get Mitch Marner re-signed signed as well and some of the best and worst I mentioned best one year deal Wayne Simmons at $5 million I know he's kind of long in the tooth but I think it's kind of a chance to show New Jersey what he's got who knows maybe they can get back to being in the playoffs that might give somebody who can play well with Jack Hughes worst one year deal Robin Leonard going to the Blackhawks. I know that he was a Vezda Trophy finalist. One minute. But he's going to be 28 in training camp, and what if he decides to walk away next summer? Um, so, and of course, best Alania timelines. But Rangers getting Artemi Pernarin, seven years at $11.6 billion, and he ends up joining Capo Caco, Adam Fox, and potentially Jacob Truba, who... Unfortunately, who is going to have the salary arbitration? So hopefully, they get him signed. New York could be back. The worst, while committing thirty million dollars to Matt Zuccarello, who's been an injury liability in Minnesota, is nowhere close to contending for Stanley Cup. So that's a look at NHL free agency, and that'll pretty much do it for my power play for this portion of the year. It's getting a lot hiatus, unless, of course, we get a big trade that goes out or a big sign or something else seismic that shakes the waves. That'll do it for my power play on this day we're recording, Friday, July 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2019. Nice, Frank. Very nice. Nicely done. We put it all together and everything. So, like I said, we're going to get into that. And 
with that being said, guess what? We're getting into our next subject, which will be David the Man Got Harris talking about some NBA free agency. That and more here on 88.3 WGTs after further review. We'll be back after this.